Somebody likes the Real the Real series. Okay, glad you're here. So thankful. All of you online and in-house, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. Forty years ago and one day, Matilda and I officially began our lives together as husband and wife. Can you believe it? Oh, I think she got a little bit more than she bargained for. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Now, I'm not sure if we got another. I said this on Facebook yesterday. I'm not sure if we've got another 40 years in us, but we're going to give it a shot. Oh, we sure to will. I am eternally thankful for her part in making me a dad, which was much more than my part. I have, speaking of dads, oh, man, I have an amazing one. I really have an amazing dad. When I was a little boy, I thought he was the best. But when I became an adult, I knew it. He is the best. My dad is a man's man. He loves to hunt and fish and golf. He loves sports. He loves competition. And he really loves all things engines oh my goodness a leaf blower it doesn't matter a weed eater a chainsaw a lawnmower a motorcycle of which he has all of the above generally in pairs in his shop behind his house which i think is bigger than the house but his passion his passion is automobiles oh my goodness it's just him and mom at home, but to date, right now, the last count I made, he has two Dodge pickups, two Ford cars, and a Toyota. All in fine shape, ready to go, but his cherry on the top, oh man, look at this picture. His cherry on the top is a 55 turquoise T-Bird. <laughs> now you guys, this car, you're seeing, that was three years ago when they celebrated their 60th. And when they got married in 1960, they drove off in a 60 model T-Bird. But what he always wanted was a 55 because that's the year he was a senior in high school. And you know, guys, we all look back and those are sometimes our favorite cars are the cars that when we were in high school, that's what we want. And that's what he's got now. Now, he likes all makes and models, but underneath it all, he's a Ford man. Now I know to some of you in here, that's a bit of a curse word. And so I'm just extending an opportunity for you to show both my dad and me some grace because that love for Ford has extended down to me. And right now in the back lot of this church building is a Ford F-150 King Ranch. Oh, 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 oh. And I love that truck so much. So on this Father's Day, I knew just exactly the movie that we needed to review. Ford versus Ferrari. Watch. There's a point, 7,000 RPM, where everything fades. The machine becomes weightless, just disappears. And all that's left is a body moving through space and time. Seven thousand RPM. That's where you meet it. 
ask you a question. The only question that matters. Who are you? That is a great question. Who are you? Now, th that answer, just as Peter said this morning before we broke bread, is all through the Scripture. But there's one particular place where the answer to that question, I think, reflects much of what happens in this film. It's in Hebrews chapter 12. If you've got your Bibles or you want to look it up on your phone, do that. Now, the author of Hebrews is writing, obviously, to a group of people. But to make this passage a little bit more personal, I'm going to change all the plural pronouns to the singular. And let this word of God just kind of speak directly to you right now. Therefore, since you are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let yourself throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let yourself run with perseverance the race marked out for you, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Anything in life that hinders or entangles us from the race needs to be thrown off. Watch. Air's getting in, not getting out. It's the nose. I can feel it in the wheel. Mr. Miles, if there's a problem, the computer will find it. Oh, Charlie, get some scotch tape and a ball of wool. All right. Good, good, good. So now let's just uh, get all of this junk out. Right, Pops? Oh, yeah, yeah. Concur. Come on, guys. What are they doing? Making your car faster. So we're called to throw off anything that creates more drag in this life of running with Jesus. And you know what creates the most drag of all? The sin. Sin. It's like trying to mount a huge bulldozer blade on the front of a race car. How fast is that going to go? You put that blade on, on the front of that car. All of that weight and wind resistance... It just kills our effectiveness in running the race. And sin left unchecked is just making sure that it's bolted to the front of our life. So specifically, unchecked sin is unconfessed sin. That's, that's, that's it. And that, that actually can make us miss, it can make us miss the race altogether. Every one of us has a race marked out just for us. This walk, this path, this road that the Creator, we talk about it all the time, the story that He's writing. 
It's something that he wants us to do. And I just got to say right now in this sermon that Arturo and Gladys are here this morning. I'm so thankful. He's got a specific race to plant a church in Fayetteville. And he's trying to be faithful to follow that. It's a specific race for each one of us. But sin can enter in and infiltrate our thinking to the point that we can actually miss the race that we're called to run. Each one of us has been given a specific race to drive in under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So, by the way, this is my favorite scene. Watch. Mr. Ford, this is a surprise. Apologies for the unannounced intrusion, Mr. Shelby, but a man pays $9 million for an automobile. He ought to at least be able to see it. Well, that sounds reasonable enough. Uh, Shelby, can I have a word? Sure. In private? Ah, uh, yeah, that would be preferable. All right, hey, Phil, you want to take care of Mr. Ford here? Mr. Ford, that's Phil Remington. Of course. Well, that's my office, Leo. Pleasure, Phil. Thanks, sir. Give me a little tour of your car. We uh, took out your 289 small block and put in 427.7 liter. Uh, firstly, I want to just clear the air. I hope that whatever disagreements between us can just be chalked up to natural red-bloodedness in the heat of battle. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Leo. Truly, I do. It falls on me, Shelby, to inform you that I have been appointed overall executive director of the racing program. Now, I, I do hope that this won't be a problem between us. Well, I assure you, Leo, it will not. Hey, Carol. Carol! And what is that top speed with the uh, 420? Well, why don't we take it for a spin? What? Yeah, go on, Mr. Ford. Hop on in. Go on. You want me to... Just see what $9 million feels like. Hey! Hold me right there, and you take my hand. We're gonna build the next one for comfort, don't you worry. Open the door. Sorry, sir, if you just give me a moment. Open the door! You ready? The name on the middle of that steering wheel should tell you that I was born ready, Shelby. Hit it. Attaboy. It's about right now the uninitiated have a tendency to soil themselves.
<laughs> Mr. Ford. You okay? Mr. Ford. You alright? I had no idea. I had no idea. I wish my daddy he were alive to see this. <laughs> to feel this. Now this is not a machine. Does anybody can get in and easily control? Absolutely not. I had no idea. Now you want to win Le Mans. You really want to take first place. Ken Miles is a man to do it. Good timing. Now he knows this car because he helped me build it. Oh, that actor playing Henry Ford is so good, man. He sells that part. Each one of us has a specific race marked out for everyone, just you, the author of life, where you live, who you're with, the job where you're working. It's a specific race for you, and it's a life that's to be lived with our eyes clearly fixed on one goal. Now, I told you all last week that the meaning of this life is not really difficult to understand. Our goal, our meaning, our purpose in this life is to be with Jesus and enjoy him forever. That's it. That's why you were created. And if our attention on him is fixed and daily centered, then even when life gets crazy and speeds up all around us, our fixation on Jesus allows us to see his perfection and experience his peace. Sadly, most people let the frantic pace of this life around them crowd out this perfection and peace that's available in Christ Jesus. Watch this scene between the driver Ken Miles and his son. Right, Petey, let's go for that ride. What are you doing? You see that crack? That's my marker for turn eight. What, to slow down? Uh, brush the brakes and downshift. But you'll be going 150 miles an hour. Yeah. So how do you see it? You're going fast, but as the car speeds up, everything else slows down. You don't do that. You do this, right? And then you see everything. Do you set other markers? Indeed. I do. Lots of them. Yeah, because you can't just push the car hard the whole way, right? That's right. You have to be kind to the car. You feel the poor thing groaning underneath you. If you're going to push a piece of machinery to the limit and expect it to hold together, you have to have some sense of where that limit is. Look out there, 
out there is the perfect lap. No mistakes. Every gear change, every corner. Perfect. You see it. I think so. Most people can't. Most people don't even know it's out there, but it is. It's there. You want some ice cream? Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, this this is just a Father's Day film. It is. Who are you? Is the question that he asked in the beginning. Where where are you in this race that has specifically been marked out for you? Let me camp there just a second. Some of us are in a relationship where we're trying to determine whether or not this is from him. Some of you are in a relationship that he's calling you to hold fast. Some may be in a relationship where he's calling you to cut and move on. It might even be with where you're living or the job in which you're working. It might be that the Lord is saying, all right, buckle down, hang on, look at me, we'll get through this. And it might be that he's calling you to some sort of a change. He's a communicating God. He'll let you know. <laughs> but you got to listen. Not only are you in the race that's marked out for you, maybe it is that you've got some unconfessed sin. I'm telling you what, unconfessed sin in your life will hinder you and will entangle you to where you won't even be moving in the in the race. Maybe you're looking for another race rather than the one that's been marked out for you. I spent about the first 40 years of my life doing that, avoiding the race that God had called me to run. It wasn't until I was 40 that I finally surrendered. What about your fixation? You know, it's really easy for our fixation to be misplaced and us to really be giving attention to something that is less than. Is being with Jesus and enjoying him forever your fixation? Is that your goal? I want you to take a moment as we sing this last song to literally throw off anything that you're holding on to that just needs to be given over to the Lord. This is you and him. And I want you to accept the race that you've been given. You know, Lord, I know that you've been ask, asking me for some time now to stay, to stay, remain, to, to remain steadfast. Whatever you need to do, it accept. And maybe it is while you're singing this last song that it's time for you to refix your complete and utter dependence on the Lord your God. I guess what I'm asking you to do is while we sing this last song, you just do what you need to do with Jesus during this song and if at the end of the service after I get back up and give a closing word a very brief one you want to talk with me or you want to talk with somebody else and hear about it at least ask for prayers you do that you know when you confess your sin to somebody they'll be confidential to hold it now you can do that bearing a, bearing a burden of sin is not something you were meant to do by yourself so get somebody else to help hold that
Whatever you need to do to get right with Jesus during this last song, you just do that. You do that. Let's stand together as I pray. Father, I, I'm thinking that maybe the people are here, that there's been something sung or said that just pricked them in their heart. And the Holy Spirit is alive and moving and active right now in them. And they want to be responsive. All of us, Father, we want to be so pliable, so quick to comply with whatever it is, whatever it is that you are prompting in us. Make us respond to you, Father. Make us respond to you. We need you. We need you so much. In Jesus we pray. Amen.